that is an author, and he said this. He said that we are born into the world like a blank canvas, and every person that crosses our path takes up the brush and makes their mark upon our surface, and so it is that we develop. But we realize that there comes a day that we must take up the brush and finish the work, for only we can determine if we are to become just another painting or a masterpiece. And I remember when I first got introduced in the networking industry, my mentor was a doctor. He had five degrees in psychology and human behavior, and um, that's probably where my passion came from. He spoke to me all the time about, Casey, what you think about, you bring about, you know, uh, have you ever thought about what you're capable of? And he would talk to me about the potential, the potential of every person that I met. He said, never see anybody where they're at, always see them where they can be. He says, the past doesn't represent, or sorry, the past doesn't represent the future. The future is a blank canvas. And he kept saying to me, what would you dream if you could just dream it all? What would you believe if you could just believe it all? And he would challenge me over and over and over again. And um, my story is very simple is that, you know, I was a very hardworking, I came from a, you know, middle class, lower middle class working family. My father was an auto mechanic. My mother was a homemaker. And, um, you know, the thought of being financially free and being a multimillionaire and flying and traveling around the world in private jets, and that was just such a foreign place for me that, you know, when he said, what would you dream? You know, I'd seen enough TV programs and watched the scene enough magazines and seen enough stuff on the internet and all the different sources of information realized that the world was a great, big, beautiful place and had all the potential in the world. But I didn't know if it was the potential for me or was it something about someone else? Did other people have the potential, but I didn't? And I think that the greatest thing that ever happened to me was that my mentor spoke to me at a personal level. And he said, Casey, he says, everyone's born with the potential. He says, whether or not they switch it on is a completely different conversation. He says, when we introduce people to the potential of the networking industry, he says, think about it. He says, you could actually learn to do the networking industry in the next year or two. And he says, you could learn how to make more money than a seven-year degree with a PhD in, you know, in, in the finest colleges in the world. He said, so what we know is that there's a business opportunity called networking that has potential. He says, but he says, it won't be IQ. It won't be, uh, you know, best skills and strength. It'll be someone that will actually tap into their potential that will make the networking business come to life. He says, because everyone arrives at that industry with pretty much the same, you know, the same knowledge base. If you've never been involved in the profession before, your likelihood of success is the same as the guy beside you, except one thing is that do you really want it? Would you be willing to go after your potential and really press yourself to a higher mark? And these conversations touched my life at a very, very deep level. And uh, there was a quote that he said, he said, Casey, two things will define you. He says, your patience when you have nothing and your attitude when you have everything. And he says, Casey, who will you be when you look at that potential going forward? And those were the conversations that began. And I begin today's introduction to the Human Potential Life Map in the history of where it came from, which was the year 1989, when August, actually 15th of 1989, I met my mentor for the first time. He didn't know he was going to be my mentor at that time. He was just a man standing in front of a room doing a presentation for a networking company. And, you know, later after many, many weeks of coming, going back and forth, I eventually uh, got the ability to sign up. And after 90 days of being in the business and really not listening and really did quite miserably in the business, I was very arrogant and very aggressive. And, you know, I was very um, 
focused on not looking bad or doing the wrong thing. And of course, all these trainings had caused me to be average and um, be average middle class. And my mentor said to me, when I went to him to quit, he says, well, it's a shame. He says, you have all the potential in the world. He said, it's a shame that you actually won't, you won't lower your ego. You won't drop your need to be right or your need to look a certain way to discover what you're truly capable of. And the way he languaged it, the way he said it to me, he didn't make me feel bad, but he made me know through his language that I needed to look at my life in a different way. He says, what if you were to just trust the systems? What if you were to actually just look outside of yourself and look at the capabilities that actually exist in your heart and your soul case? He says, if you were to tap into that true potential, he says, because I can see the power, the drive, the, you know, the desire. He says, that's easy to see. He says, what's unfortunate, he says, you're so needing to be right. He says that you actually end up just duplicating everything you've got. He says, you know, it's fascinating. He says, people come to our business and he said, talk about the networking profession, you know, wanting all their dreams, wanting all their goals, but they want to be the way they are. And of course, the way they are is why they are where they are and they can't move on. So he, at that time, he says, I'm going to teach you something. And he says, and this is how I look at life. And he introduced me to what I'm going to call the origin and the history of the life map which is he introduced me to what I call the four basics of life. And he says, first of all, he says, we're going to talk about business because we're brought here to business. And he says, and that's what you do. And then he says, you know, he says, we're going to talk about your finances. He says, because we work in a physical world and you need to have money to work in this world. And you need to have a lot of it if you want a lot of choices. He says, I'm going to talk to you about relationships. He says, because relationships are the most important things that you'll ever experience. He says, and whether it's an intimate relationship with a partner or your children, or it's a relationship with mother, father, extended family, or it's a relationship with all the other, you know, 7 billion people on the earth. He says, quite honestly, he says, Casey, he says, relationships make up life. He says, and finally, he says, we're going to talk about the big purpose of life. And in his case, he referenced what he called his spirituality. He was referencing his religion at that time. He says, we're going to talk about the meaning of life and, and following virtue and following integrity. And, and he shared with me all of the things that he believed. And that was the first indication I'd ever found that there was some sort of structure to organizing life. And he called them the four basics. And he said later on, you know, he added a physical component. He says, you know, you need to look after your physical health. And for the most part, he started talking to me and he says, tell me what you believe about, you know, about business. Tell me what you believe about money and finances. Tell me what you believe about relationships and, and, and connection with people. Tell me what you believe about your spiritual life and God and the things that you believe in while you're here. And that caused me for the first time to look at my mindset, the, the way I thought about what I thought about. And more importantly, it got me to think about specifically the whole idea of there was kind of a structure to all of this. And he says, Casey, he says, I want to talk to you about how these are all interconnected. He says, you know, you don't have a business without having relationships. He says, you won't have financial success without having some sort of reciprocity and giving in your spiritual life. He talked about how they all interconnected and how they weaved. And he says that these things, how they all play out under one large theme. He says they play out under the theme of integrity. And I never heard that before. He says, Casey, he says, you can't be integrous in one place and be unintegrous in another and think that it doesn't dynamically uh, trans, you know, transpose across your life and your world. He says, everywhere you go, there you are. He says, so in order for you to really reach your true potential, he says, you need to really look at every area of your life and ask yourself, is that the way you want to live your life in everywhere, in every area of your life? He says, because how you do something 
is how you do everything. He says, because you are programmed at an autonomic level. He says, you have to have an automatic system built in. It's called your unconscious mind. It represents all your habits and your routines and your behaviors. And he says, so how you do something is how you do everything. He says, it's just not apparent. He says, because a lot of times our conscious mind and the mind chatter gets in the way and makes us believe things are true or not true. Well, I went on, and of course, uh, many of you obviously know this story. I obviously took his advice. I took it very deeply, and he became my first mentor, the first mentor um, that took me from being a young man to uh, literally a boy to a man. I mean, he took me to the highest levels of awareness, and uh, you know the story that by the time I went from 25 when I met him to 29, I went from zero to $100,000 a month, and uh, I can't tell you um, that it was my work ethic. I can tell you, though, that it was a great direction of my work ethic that caused me to get those results. He gave me, he cut 25 years out of guesswork in my life and gave me direction. And that's what he did was he kept me on a life map. He kept me focused. And of course, he introduced me to the pattern for success, which of course was essential for um, you know, giving me the pattern for franchising and duplication with other leaders. He gave me the business owner focus board concepts. And of course, eventually I built them myself and, and created what we now know today as the business owner's focus board, which gave me the efficiencies of operations and duplications and, and the way to you know, create multiples and exponential numbers in, in my business focus and growth. He said, and, but he gave me the foundation, the life map to kind of frame my life around. And of course, then I took that life map and expanded it myself. When I woke up in the year 2002, which was 12 years later, um, I had outgrown my mentor 10 times. Uh, I was making $500,000 a month. He was making about 50000 a month. And he was uh, still at that time one of my uh, my dearest and best friends. Unfortunately, though, when you outgrow your mentor, not one time or two times or three times, in fact, in my case, 10 times, um, it became tougher and tougher to hear the vision and the wisdom he had to share with me. And so I eventually became arrogant enough to actually take it all over myself. And in 2000, uh, 2001, I kind of went away. By 2002, I found myself adrift again uh, without mentorship and coaching which led me into some very interesting paths. In fact, in 2002 is when I hit the next rocks of my life, which was, of course, I ran into a divorce. And when my life began to fall apart in 2002, the divorce sent me searching, searching for information, insight, something that could help me get back on track, something that could help me get away from the challenge I was facing. I was very married at that time to a very powerful woman, and she was very, she was the perfect life mate at the time. And we had an amazing amount of uh, personal and professional success. Uh, professional success and financial success was ridiculously outstanding. We, we broke every record that ever stood. And so we knew that the combination of the two of us together at a professional level was just insanely powerful. Unfortunately, we didn't learn to bring that home and to be in relationship with one another. And so eventually, as her interests turned away from the networking profession and, and uh, our philosophies about business and life started to change, you know, we saw ourselves drift apart. And I said, well, it can't be her because everywhere I go, there I am. And um, I need to take responsibility for myself. And I did go searching. In 2002 through 2005, I literally went to as many seminars as I could, everywhere I could. I started signing up for all types of trainings and teachings. And uh, for those of you who uh, don't know much about my schedule back in those years, at that time, I was coaching 
hundreds and hundreds, in fact, thousands of people. I was putting on seminars across the country, in fact, across the world. Um, we were running events in, in 20 countries around the world. We were, we were just going crazy. My staff was, was maxed. And of course, I was uh, really at a very difficult point in my life. And I gave them the keys. I said, run this ship while I go figure myself out. And I did. And I was very blessed because I had the financial resources to really track down some of the biggest and best people in the world. And I did go to the Tony Robbins events of the world. And I did go to the uh, Kiyosaki events and all the different training events that I could attend. And I really, really enjoyed them. But I kept finding that every time I left an event, I said, well, they're right, but that's not the total answer. And uh, every time I would you know, finish a seminar, I just didn't seem I was that much closer. I still felt like there was something missing for me. And I was confused and frustrated. And I remember arriving in the year 2005, about midway through, and I was just, I was just tired. I'd been at seminars and teaching and training and dealing with all the emotions of, 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 of a divorce and child and separation from my children and, and the recreation of, you know, my, my relationships and business and, Oh my goodness, it was just a very, very difficult time. I found myself sitting in Las Vegas, Nevada, um, in a restaurant there where I came out of a seminar and I was done. And if you've ever been at the point in your life where you're just seminared out, you just you just don't know where else to go, you're just done. I actually went to a little restaurant called the Olive Garden and I sat down and they had a, um, a placemat on, on a table placemat. And of course, it was made of paper. And I flipped the placemat over and I just had this instinct to write and I had a pen in my pocket and I pulled it out and I just started saying, what if I've been learning? I said, I've been sitting at these seminars now for years and years, listening and learning, listening and learning, taking notes, going to seminars, spending more money. I spent over $1 million uh, between 2001 through 2010 on all these seminars traveling everywhere. So it wasn't like I wasn't ready to invest. <laughs> um, and so at 2005 is actually when I kind of hit the, the change point. I said, ah. And I started writing it out, and what I now know is the next version or the next level of LifeMap came to life. And what I realized was is that every guru who was talking about business, life, and success, whatever area they were talking about. So when it came to you know people like mental and emotional, Tony Robbins was a genius. He's like, this is these are the habits that drive you. There are six human needs. You've got to get these needs met. If not, it's going to you know alter your behaviors. You know, and then I had to go and see Kiyosaki, and he says, okay, financial, you have to have financial IQ. You have to understand a balance sheet. You got to need to know the four quadrants of cash creation. There's only four ways to make money, and and he would go off, and and all of them were right, but they all couldn't be right about my whole life. You know, and of course, you know, at the same time, I was listening to, you know, very unique people like Dr. David Hawkins and Power Versus Force and, and Eckhart Tolle. And I was listening to Dr. Wayne Dyer and I was listening to Deepak Chopra and I was, I was listening to all this mix of spiritual and, and mental and emotional and financial and business. And, and all of a sudden it just occurred to me, it's like, wow, well, maybe there's, there's a commonality and yet there's an, like a, a beauty to this. And that's actually where the life map really came to life for the very first time. I started jotting down the different categories that I've been studying and the life map in its crude form actually got created because, and this is the key, frustration creates awareness. And this is, this is, this is what I've experienced. I've realized that when I was, when I was hurt and I was in a frustrated space and I didn't have the answers I started looking. I started looking to be aware. What is it that I was missing? And when I finally got those pieces, that's when everything changed. So for the purpose of this conversation, 
Um, I'm going to encourage those of you who have a life map, if you go into the back office, you can download a PDF of the life map. It'll come up and say, you know, fast forward your future and the human potential life map. But um, the life map has and has been created to create 10 areas of awareness in people's lives. And I'm just going to tell you what they are now. And then we're going to go through just, we're going to go through each one of the areas in different audios. So um, we can break them down. But for the purposes of today's training, today is just an introduction to the human potential life map and how to use it and learning how to live it in your lifestyle and becoming aware of things. So the first thing I want to say is that the very essence of the life map is something called the core. And the core is really um, the mix of everything from the eye-centric higher self, which is the spirit being of who you are. It includes things like your unconscious mind, your human psyche. It's your beliefs, your values. Uh, it's your conscious mind. It's your uh, habits, behaviors, capabilities. Um, there are many, many beautiful things that make up um, that piece of the puzzle. So one of the things that you need to know is that the core is the center of all of you. It is really the eye-centric sense of self. And it finishes off in something called unique ability and unique talent. And I'm going to cover these topics at another time uh, because just the core itself is just a magnificent uh, experience and information to share. But the first area, if you were going to write down area number one on the life map, the first area would be called the core. The second area, and again, I want to, I'm going to give you the 10 areas, but I want you to understand that these are not to be studied in a linear fashion. It doesn't go one through 10. It's just, I need to number them so that you actually know what number we're on because the life map is, you know, it, it, it's not, it's, it's, uh, it's not, it's nonlinear and moves in any direction. So the first thing is the core. The second is something called energetics. And energetics is a very interesting uh, conversation because energetics is all about the mental intention of creation. And for those of you who have ever studied um, the subtle bodies of what we call metaphysicals, um, things like energy that are, like, and I think many of you have probably heard of things like chi energy, or you've heard of um, what I'll call energy meridians. These are the meridian lines of energies that flow through our body. There's a great deal of study today that is moving from things that are just physical to things that are actually including metaphysical um, which includes all these type of modalities, modalities such as uh, acupuncture, where they use um, very fine needles to control the energies flowing through the body. Um, things like Reiki, where people don't actually physically touch you with their hands, but they hold their hands over you, and they can literally feel the energy flowing around your body. If you're not familiar with these, what they call subtle bodies of uh, energetics, energetics, the easiest way for me to explain to you is that you are an electrical being that has output. And basically, you know, if they wired you up, they could actually calculate your watts per hour, your kilowatts per, per day. You actually have an amazing electrical system that drives your whole body. And that's why the second topic is what we call energetics, because a very powerful way that you can get the most out of your life is understanding the power of your energetics. And so I refer to that as energetics, a very large subject area, but I'm just going to leave it at that and say it's just energetics. The third area of life is obviously a very powerful piece of the puzzle, and that's uh, what I call relationships or co-creation. So relationships are all the people that are connected in your life. 
when most people think of relationships, they usually think of their closest intimate relationship, or they think of their mother, father, or sister, brother, or family, grandmother, grandfather, and uncle, cousins. They think of the family relationships. You may even think of your friends or maybe the people your coworkers with. But when I think of relationships, I think of the way I relate with all the other human beings on the earth. And whether in one degree of separation, two degrees of separation, three all the way up to six degrees of separation, I have a energetic expression uh, in relationships. And so the more that I'm in alignment with understanding relationships, the more I'm able to actually create a life that's more in line with my potential. And so for me, the study of relationships is actually understanding myself so I can best understand others. And really, these are key principles that really take you from where you are to where you can be. So the third dynamic of the human potential life map element is actually the relationships and relationships again beginning all the way from the core of self and energetics out to all the relationships around you so the fourth one is uh the well i'm going to refer to there are three areas of health the first is mental emotional physical Uh, let's talk about number four which is health which is mental health and mental health uh sounds just like it says it's you know our thoughts and what we think about very very powerful pieces of the puzzle Um, We are our little voice inside. It's our conscious mind. It's talking to us all the time. And mental health is really the internal dialogue that we're having with ourselves. What I like to say psycholinguistics is the self-talk of the mind. And when we're in dialogue with ourselves, it's what we say to ourselves and what we think about and what we uh, ruminate on. They say that the average person has 60 to 90,000 thoughts a day. And with a lot of research, they found that that's actually true, but not true. We actually have 60 to 90,000 thoughts. Unfortunately, we have about 1,000 original thoughts, but many of them repeated, you know, 60,000 times. So if you've been a person that could be a few accused of ruminating, ruminating means to think and think and think and think and think and think and think on the same thought or the same concepts over and over again, that's, you know, that's, that's, the, that's the difference between healthy and unhealthy thoughts. So you obviously, you want to have thoughts that are moving you in a direction of wellness. And so today, you know, we encourage people to become aware of the faculties of mental health, things such as the way the, um, the reticular activation system works. Um, we introduce people to things called perceptional blindness. We introduce people to what I call model of the world or mind projection fallacy. So there's really very powerful concepts that get people to be aware of how to get into better mental health and how to manage the thoughts that they're having every day and learning how to be in a healthy state as they're thinking. And that brings us to the next element, which is actually the fifth element, and that's called the emotional health. So if you were to put up the fifth one, it would be emotional health. And emotional health also, although deeply connected to mental health, is separate in that um, the emotional side of us actually stems from a different part of our brain, and uh, most people are not aware, but we are actually emotional beings before we are actually thought beings. And the reason why is because of the way we are wired as a species and the genetics of how we're made up. The way the human body is wired is wired to first have a, um, a fight, fight, or freeze response through something called the amygdala and the hippocampus. And these are the, the, um, the organs that sit at the top of the brainstem that take in all the data. And the reason why emotional health is important is because emotional health is um, really uh, predicated around the idea that um, we are not our emotions, 
we actually experience emotions. So um, when we experience sadness, most people don't say, um, I'm experiencing sadness. Most people say, I am sad. And what we know is that's actually not true. We know that we're not sad or we're not happy. We actually are neutral protoplasm beings that are actually choosing to experience mental health or emotional health. We're actually choosing to take on these emotions. And what emotions are, and if you were to study many spiritual people, is that emotions actually don't dictate. They actually indicate where we are in proximity to our potential, to our our, our, our beliefs about what we're capable of. And this becomes a very powerful piece of the puzzle when people are saying, listen, Casey, I want to operate at the highest level of my game. It's like, well, great. You're going to need to become very aware of your emotional health and how to get outside of your what I call subjective versus objective reality about what's going on for you. And so teaching people about their emotional health becomes a key component. And this is where Tony Robbins' work is so powerful he gets people to get into high emotional states. He says you can't have emotion without motion. And he gets people to, to act physiologically the way they want the outcome. So if you want to be happy, you start acting happy. You start smiling. And the physiology of the science actually proves that this is true. And that leads us to the next element, which is the sixth element, which is known as physical health. So we know that we have mental health, we have emotional health, and we have physical health. Physical health is usually much more uh, popular. When I say health, most people think of their body. They think of the physical form that they're in. And of course, for those of you who know me well, you'll know that my favorite term about physical health is that we are a spirit that's operating inside of a physical body. And I like to call that body the meat suit. <laughs> and uh, the meat suit is the physical body that actually holds the spirit. And I, I explained to someone someday, I said, you're not a physical being having a spiritual experience. You're actually a spiritual being having a physical experience and I can demonstrate so and I said so for example if I if you had a tragedy and you lost your arm in some sort of accident would there be less of you and the truth is is yeah there'd be less physical meat physical meat suit but there wouldn't be any less of you and if you've ever heard of something called the phantom effect where you've heard of where people end up you know losing an, a finger or an arm or a limb of some sort that they actually can still feel it because the energy, which we referred to earlier, the energetic sections, is still flowing as if the physical meat suit is there, the physical arm is there, even though it's not. So learning how to take care of what I call the body temple, the body temple is the physical meat suit that actually carries around your spirit, and that's your mental, your emotional, etc. So what's beautiful about it is, is there's a direct correlation to physical health where your physical health can affect your mental and your emotional. Um, if you're taking in too many of uh, too much sugar and too much flour, you'll notice it'll affect your mental and your emotional health. Um, obviously, as we you know carry more or less weight on our body, we you know we have a physical and mental and emotional response. And of course, there's even the whole argument that it affects our relationships and affects our energetics and affects our core and you know and of course affects our job, career, professional, the other areas of our life. So. So the physical health is the one that's probably the easiest for people to understand because you can see it, because you can see your physical body. However, there's a great deal of this conversation about the power of it as it radiates and its effect on everything around you. The next area is uh, after, and I'll just recap. So first, we've got the core, number one. Number two, we've got energetics. Number three, we've got relationships. Number four, we've got mental health. We've got number five, emotional health. Number six, we've got physical health. 
And now I want to kind of transport you out of the body and all the preparation work into something called career and business. Now, career and business is an expression of how we exchange value in the world. So what does that mean? And I like to say that our job career profession is what we do. It isn't who we are. Now, most people, if you meet them on the street, they don't, they don't, people don't introduce themselves on who they are. They introduce people as what they do. So in my case, you know, when I meet people, they say, hey, Casey, nice to meet you. You know, what do you do? I say, well, I'm a coach. I train and mentor people on um, the networking profession and about, you know, life and potential. And so people come and they go, oh, okay. So they see me as a person who teaches or I'm a coach. And um, that's, that's a label. That's not who I am. But that is what I do, and I do that as my career, as my profession. I express myself through my, my career and profession. And, of course, you know, for all of you that are part of this and studying the networking profession, you're looking to express yourself out as well into, you know, into a profession as well, but the, you want the finest parts of you to show up. So career and profession is all about the expression of what the final element of the core, which was our first category, which is what I call unique talent and unique ability. The unique talent and unique ability is that gift that you have that, is, you know, that makes the way that you do what you do very, very, very special. And learning how to actually target the unique talent and ability that you have into a career profession is actually how you increase what we're going to refer to as the uh, seventh item in our, uh, the human potential life map, which is prosperity and abundance. See, I believe that people have, um, have the, all the capabilities in the world to make the most amount of money and abundance and prosperity. And abundance and, abundance and prosperity doesn't necessarily mean money. It could mean relationships. It could mean access to resources. Uh, abundance and prosperity means something to different people. So there's some people that have a lot of money but yet are not necessarily abundant in uh, different areas of their life. They have just money. So some people are so rich, all they have is money. Uh, <laughs> sorry, the quote, the quote is actually, people, some people are so poor that all they have is money. And so that's where our quote from what I call abundant prosperity speaks to a much larger mindset, which says that abundance and prosperity is not just the creation of, of money in exchange, but it's actually the ability to, uh, at a moment's notice, just create uh, abundance, abundance being the word stemming from the word flow, and actually it's uh, cash flow or water flow and the flow of things. And if you start studying the banking systems, you'll start to understand everything to do inside of uh, the monetary exchange systems are all have words around water. Like for example, you get you get cash flow or you have a money float. Um, there's, you know, you have a river of money. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a very interesting study when you study the, the history of money and monetary terms. So um, having said that, um, we believe, and this is my model of the world, after studying uh, the human potential life map, I started realizing that people don't have a money problem. They actually have a value exchange issue. And the value exchange is the fact that in a lot of cases, people have not learned how to capitalize on the value they have as a human being to translate it into being a human doing. And that's actually where the prosperity and abundance can kick in. And so one of the goals of the Human Potential Life Map is to introduce people to the magnificence they are so they can actually find a career and a profession they can express themselves in to produce more um, you know, abundance and prosperity and do so with awareness because one of the key elements of being in a career is, first of all, understanding how you fit into a career and profession 
and what one of the what type of um, um, uh, personality types you are to actually be in business. Are you an entrepreneur? Are you a manager? Are you a technician? You know, there's three types of people that make a career, and you're, you're going to fit into usually one of those two categories. The same is true in financial IQ and understanding abundance, which is there's only four ways to make money in the whole world, and teaching people which which the four ways are, and then showing them which ways to actually manifest themselves in the most powerful way. And that's actually the purpose of the uh, teachings inside of the prosperity and abundance section. The final, the second last one, which is number nine, is the area of what I call physical universe. Now, physical universe is the ninth area of the life map. And what's interesting about physical universe is physical universe is everything that falls around us. So, for example, the house you live in, the car you drive, the clothes you wear, it's the physical things in your universe and how they tie into your abundance and prosperity. They tie into your job, career, profession, how they affect your mental, emotional, physical, how they affect your relationships, how they, they play out on you energetically, and what happens is that affects the core of who you are. So the physical universe is a manifestation of the other eight components that have come to life. And I like to explain to people that uh, that my the easy sentence I say to everyone about the physical universe is that physical universe doesn't lie. Whatever's going on in the inside of you is showing up on the outside of you. And that's actually why um, I love the physical universe as a, as a concept. It's actually a very large category because it's in, in as a concept, it really holds a lot of the things that make up the world we live in and the way we live our lives. And so physical universe is really... Uh, a very large subject because it includes many things like from skills and talents. It also includes assets and um, the, the, um, the physical things that we own, the physical things that are around us, the land, the space, the, the buildings, the, uh, all the things that actually make our life functional as a human being operating in a human doing meat suit. So, so physical universe is quite a large subject. And that brings us to the final subject, because as we operate here on the physical plane as a human being, we actually have an element of us that actually is spiritual. And the spiritual side of us and the spiritual nature of us is actually the spiritual universe. And so we have a physical universe that's the, you know, the, the physical land and space that we're sitting on here on this planet. And then, of course, we have a spiritual universe, and that's the zero-point field, that's consciousness. Um, I don't choose to call it a religion because there are five major dominant religions in the world, um, but I like to refer to things as spiritual, and I think there's just a subtle distinction. Um, Most religions are man-made. And um, and then you know most most people who see themselves as spiritual understand that there's a force larger than them that's you know usually driving the global experience that they're having. So um, in my case, I actually believe because I was raised I was raised Christian, so um, that doesn't make it right or wrong or good or bad. I completely understand and acknowledge uh, all the other faiths of the world, whether it be Muslim or Buddhism or um, Judaism, it, it could be Hindu, it could be this all. All, all religions have validity. Um, that's why, for me, um, I don't think there's a right or wrong in, in religion. I think what there is is there's a spiritual nature, and I think we'll all acknowledge that there's a force much greater than us that is actually um, sitting in an energetic space that's holding all of this. So I believe, and this is, this is something that I've just come to my awareness, is that um, the spiritual universe is a personal journey of usually three things. Number one, it's a, a journey of awareness. It's a journey of healing and it's a journey of creation. And so when I introduce 
people to the spiritual universe of the human potential life map, it actually speaks to the higher nature of themselves and says, hey, this is, you know, this is who um, you are as a, as, a, as a human being and a collective global audience of, you know, what's your contribution. So, so what I want to do now is just as we kind of, I want to put a big bow on what we share because there were 10 areas and I gave a very brief description. The first thing I want to do is talk about what I call the rep repository concept. And the word repository by definition means, and so if you've never heard the term before, repository is a central location in which data is stored and managed. So a repository can be something that is like a safe. So, for example, if, a, if you have a physical repository, it would be a, uh, something like a box or a safe where you take things that you own and you put them inside. In this case, in this description, the human potential life map, if you were to sit with a piece of paper in front of you and you actually maybe even have the PDF in front of you and you're looking at it, and I were to say to you, listen, I want you to think about all the subject matters of your life. I want you to think about all the things you think about every day. And every time a thought comes into your head, Ask yourself, where does it fit in the human potential life map? Which of the 10 areas are we having a conversation about? Now, for the most part, almost every thought that will come in to your head will fit in at least one of the 10 areas. Now, I've asked these questions to literally tens of thousands, probably over hundreds of thousands of people now, as far as life map goes. You know, has anyone ever come up with a category other than the 10 that I have? And the answer is no. So whether we're talking about fixing a car, which would be fit into the physical universe, or we're talking about issues around, you know, relationships, right? Like, you know, love languages or um, learning more about love, that would go over in the relationship section. So every time you're having a thought or uh, a question or a quote comes up, anything that you have going on in your mind fits somewhere in the human potential Life map. So I want you to picture that the human potential life map is, a, is like a, a system that has 10 boxes and a repository where you're going to deposit key quotes, key questions, key concepts, things that are of a higher nature, things that you're thinking about. You know, in a physical sense, obviously, if you're, like I said, if you have a car, well, they're not facing the physical universe and it fits, you know, it sits on this physical plane. But even when you think about those things, anything to do with the physical universe fits in that the category. So the whole idea of the human potential life map is that, quite honestly, it's a holding place of all of your key concepts, key ideas, key questions, key, key things that are going on in your head. And basically, it drops onto that map so that you can actually organize all of the areas of your life. Well, the reason why this is valuable is because when you're learning how to take yourself to the higher next level, you're trying to go to a higher level of your personal potential, you need to sometimes sort all the things that are going on in your life and switch off other areas to switch on certain areas. So when we do live seminar trainings and we actually bring people together, one day we're going to be running live events for LifeMap and um, for you to actually come and study the LifeMap concept, I usually call them Fast Forward Your Future. At these live events, I get people to go into kind of the deposit box or the repository of every area of their life and look at it independent of the other areas. 
because I don't know if you've ever noticed before, but have you ever been in a space where you're thinking about so many things at the same time, you're completely overwhelmed to the point where you're completely incapable of making any changes or making any forward progress. So the value of the human potential life map is that it categorizes and, and divides all the main subject areas of our life into just independent repositories or deposit boxes where you can put all of your thoughts. So I'll give you a quick, uh, give you a quick instance, and this is where it became incredibly valuable for me. I have, um, I think one of the most valuable things I own, it's not the most expensive thing I own, but one of the most valuable things I own is an iPod. <laughs> Some of you are thinking, what? An iPod? I have an iPod, and my iPod is a little bit different than other people's iPods because my iPod, um, it's a 160-gig iPod, but the I, my iTunes library has over 250 gigabytes of personal and professional development training seminars in it. I have training seminars that I bought to the point where I have literally hundreds and hundreds of seminars from the finest teachers and speakers in the world. Now imagine when I got my iTunes library, I was struggling. It was like, because every time I would, you know, get a new program in, it would be like uh, how to have financial freedom, you know, using real estate. So it would be a seminar on real estate, financial investing, right? And I'd be like, okay. And I'd study this course for a while. And then the next one was like, you know, how to understand how to have the most loving relationship with your spouse. So, you know, I'd be you know, going through that audio series and how to use the power of your mind to get exactly what you intend to happen. You know, and so like, okay, that's some mental health. And so picture that every time I was buying these seminar courses, and you have to understand, I acquired these seminar courses over uh, almost a 25-year period. I'm talking about CD series and, and video series and DVD series and all these and the original cassette series that I actually put into my iTunes library that I had to divide into categories. So if you ever get the opportunity to ever work with me personally and you see my iTunes library, you'll see that my iTunes library is divided into the human potential life map. I have a whole section that's just about the core. I have a whole section that's about you know, energetics, a whole section that's just about spirituality. I have a whole section that's about physical health. I have a whole section that's just about business and career. I have a whole section that's about finances and prosperity and abundance. I have a whole section on how to do life better in the physical universe. I mean, so if you can picture all these categories and every time something comes in, you can actually go to it and study it then for the first time in your life, you, can't, you won't be overwhelmed by trying to think of all 10 areas and trying to fix all 10 areas at the same time. You can actually use the human potential life map to actually separate and segregate it so that you can actually just focus on the main issue at hand. So this is, this is learning how to do what I call harmonizing your lifestyle. One of the number one lies, and I, and I say that with love and respect, that I believe it's a total lie is that you're going to hear people that are ignorant tell you, you need to get a balanced life. And I have been teaching and speaking for 26 years now in the personal professional development realm. And as soon as I hear someone say, you need to have a balanced life, I know I'm dealing with an amateur. Because someone who understands anything about the physics of the way the universe works and or understands anything about the human psyche, they know that there's no such thing as balance. And let me explain. When you have balance, balance is actually completely zero. So if you have something in the left and something in the right, and you have something balanced, do you know what that is? 
that's zero. It's death. There's no movement. When you actually have everything balanced, you're dead. That's not what you're looking for. Balance equals death. Because if you think about it, there's no movement. Perfect balance is unattainable in a human meat suit. In a, in a physical body, there's no way you'll ever achieve balance. However, what I believe people have been seeking is the integration of what I call harmony. What we look, are looking for in life is to harmonize our life. We get that, you know, for example, like it's just a little bit after three here. And I know that in, you know, in a little while, my kids are going to be coming home. When I get off the phone, I'm actually going to be, I'm going to be going downstairs and I'm going to go get with the kids. So when I'm on this phone call right now, you know what my number one priority is? It's my job, career, and profession. It's my profession. It's expressing my unique talent and ability. Right now, quite honestly, I haven't thought about the kids until I just thought about them right there. What the truth is, is are they important in my life? Is it a value? Is these relationships important? Absolutely. However, when I'm 100% focused in my career, I can't possibly hold the kids and my finances and my mental health and my emotional and God and I got to hold my energetics and I got to deal with my physical body and watch what I'm eating. I gotta, like, I, it's not reasonable or possible to have balance in every area. That means at all times you must be at all attention to all 10 areas. It's completely insane, ludicrous and impossible to perform. So if you've ever been overwhelmed, it's because you've been seeking balance. Here's what I can tell you. Harmony and harmonizing is where you enter into the model of the world in integration. So when I'm with my kids, I shut off my cell phone. I say, you know, guys, for the next half hour, it's just me and you who wants to play. Let's do it. Let's go right now. And the kids start jumping up and down and they're laughing and screaming. We run around. We play hide and seek and tag and we, we play Xbox and we do Minecraft and we do all the things that we do that when I'm a full time, when I'm there as a dad, I'm there. But if I've told my business partner, listen, I'm not going to be available between four o'clock and five o'clock. It's because I don't need to tell them I'm going to be playing games with my kids. I said between four and five, four or five o'clock, I'm not available at five o'clock. I'll be back available. My kids know the routine. That when I say, okay, guys, I got to work again, the kids just smile, laugh, okay, off we go, dad. And they're quiet because they know dad's now what? Harmonized. He's integrated back into business. He's taking care of it. Learning to integrate and be 100% a father and 100% a businessman at the exact same time is how you live life at the highest potential. It's completely loving your children 100% and letting them know that they are absolutely your total priority. But in a moment, I'm going to be switching that priority over to another focus. So kids, if you could go in your rooms and play, well, dad takes care of business so we can get, get, to get together again and play. That's how you have a powerful life. And you can do this with relationships. You can do it with your physical health. You can do it with any area of your life. It's about being 100% present to any one of the 10 areas of your life. So harmonizing your lifestyle is what we let, teach people to do to get to the highest level of awareness and their potential. And again, these are, these are just powerful concepts that will change your life. The, the last couple of things I just want to share with you before, because next week we're going to break into each one. Like I'm going to, next week's going to be the core. And we're going to go through the different areas. What I want you to understand is that the reason why I'm introducing the life map to the Next Level Network and specifically as a coaching tool is because what we're trying to do is we're living our lives with intention trying to achieve an outcome. And we're using the profession of networking in the building of a network to achieve that. Now, 
you know, prosumerism is pretty easy. Redirect the buying power of your home and get paid for it. You teach a large network of people to do that, and you're financially free. So that business concept is really easy. But why is it so hard to execute? Well, the reason why it's so hard to execute is because you're trying to organize a whole group of human beings. It's like herding cats, right? It's like trying to organize a whole group of people with individual emotions and individual attention, uh, a whole series of own personal agendas. So what we do is we have to teach people how to actually live their life in a life map mindset so that they can be 100% available at the snap of a finger and say, oh, right now I'm on it. I got to do this. I got to focus here. You know, see, the reason why my networking business exploded was because I kept teaching people how to actually support others in what I call awareness. I gave them something called a model of the world, and I gave them a way for them to look at their world so that they become aware of what was preventing them. You see, I believe that the number one reason why people aren't really achieving what they want in life is because they're not aware. See, awareness is the key to change. You can't change something that you're not even aware of, that you are having a challenge with. So what I do is I'm coaching people into their potential by giving them advanced awareness. I give them advanced awareness by taking this super complicated world and life they're living in, and I break it down into 10 bite-sizable components. And I separate them into a life map so that they can go look at it and say, hey, listen, my finances are good, my business, my, uh, my, my business is good, but my relationship's falling apart, and my health is going to pot. I said, great, don't worry about your job, career, profession, and finances right now. We need to get you back focusing on relationship with self so you can be in relationship with another person, and we need to take care of your physical health. See, teaching people how to coach themselves back into integrity is what the life map is all about. It's for the first time you can actually slow down to speed up to get very super clear on exactly what you need to do to get that area solved in your life. Now, the, that's the dream. And of course, you know, the system is in its, it, 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 it all flows into your life based on the level of understanding you have about the life map. And that's why um, the life map is a, such a big subject and it's, it's a long subject. I just want to give you two things to kind of end off our conversation today, which is this, is that you can achieve anything you want in the networking profession by getting the right advice about the way that you see your life. See, the goal of the life map is to get you to see your life the way you want it. And if you see your life the way you want it, then you begin to take direction and move yourself in certain ways to produce an outcome. I can show you how to use the energetics to get the right intention to produce the right result. Learning the mechanics of, you know, how to make a list, contact, show plan, follow up. I mean, that's just mechanics. That's stuff that just, you can take a little bit of time, you learn it, once you've got it, it's done. But actually getting your life to, to be built by design as opposed to default, that's the, that's the challenge. And I believe that there are two pieces. Number one, awareness. Awareness is the key to change. If you don't have awareness, you can't change. But number two, and this is the one that's really interesting, when you look at your life map, you're going to see down in the corner, you're going to see the words whole and complete. The word whole and complete is um, it's the only words I could find that actually fit because the average person will uh, hear the word whole. Whole meaning they think usually like of a circle. A circle is whole and complete. It means it's a whole circle. It's complete. The truth is, is that whole and complete is all about a word, and I'm going to refer to it as integrity. And integrity is, is 
related to what I call performance and workability. And what that means is, is that when something is whole and complete and unimpaired, it means that it is operating at its highest workable performance potential. So I like to use the example of a, a bicycle wheel. And if you have a bicycle wheel and it has 10 spokes on that wheel and each spoke can handle 100 pounds and you put that, that, you know, that bicycle wheel on the front of a bike and you put a 100, 200 pound man on that bike and, and he starts riding down the road with the wheel capable of handling over 1,000 pounds, each spoke 10, 100 pounds, 10 spokes is, is obviously 1,000 pounds then the performance of that wheel is 100%. The workability of that wheel is 100%. The integrity of that wheel is 100%. All the spokes are strong. All the spokes are in place. Everything is whole and complete. The wheel is whole and complete. Therefore, it operates at the highest level of performance and workability. Now, let's take another scenario. What happens if I give you a wheel, but, you know, your, your whole... Your physical health, you're, you're dealing with, uh, with uh, maybe a weight or a, a disease or something that's come into your life, and now I've got to pull the 10 spokes, but I've got to pull one of the spokes out because, let's face it, it isn't operating at 100%. It certainly can't hold its whole weight. So now I've given you a 10-spoked wheel with one spoke missing, and the other nine spokes have to hold the weight of the wheel, and still the pressure's coming down on that wheel. Now, what happens? Well, the performance, it drops slightly because you can't put the same amount of work. You can't put the same amount of weight on that, right? So you start realizing there's a degradation in the ability for it to perform, to be able to compete and to certainly complete its whole work. So it's not whole. It's not complete anymore. It's still functions. So it does have workability, but its performance is dropped. What happens if you have a problem with your finances? So I take another spoke out. Or what happens if you have a problem with relationships? And I pull another spoke out. All of a sudden, you know, you don't have 10, you have a 10-spoke wheel that only has seven spokes. What do you think happens to your ability to perform? What do you think happens to your ability to, you know, to work? You'll see them all start dropping. And there'll be a breaking point. And for all of you who understand the physics, like, there'll be a certain point. You cannot pull out too many more spokes. Because let's face it, when that spokes drop down to, you know, down to five and four spokes trying to hold up, you know that that, that wheel is literally completely impaired. It's not whole and complete. It can't perform and has very little workability. This is the magic. And I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying, but this is the magic between people who are creating unbelievable results in their life, in business, in the networking profession, and people who just can't seem to get it together. You'll notice on the other side of the diagram that when you're whole and complete and in integrity in all 10 areas of your life, success is effortless. Effortless success is the byproduct of living a whole and complete life map of awareness and intention. So I realize that this is a longer introduction uh, than I was hoping for, but I wanted to make this happen for you all today and I hope that today you've found something magical today that can really move you on. Because for me, the life map is really how I live my life every day. It's what I think about every day. Everything comes into my world, and I put it in those boxes, and I deal with each one of those elements in my life. You know, for example, like tomorrow's my workout day. I'm going over to my fitness thing. You know, the next day I'm focusing on my relationships because I'm going to see my mom and dad. I'm going to, like, every day I see myself in my life map. 
and I live my life map and I keep myself what? I keep myself harmonized and optimized to find my human potential. So um, I hope you enjoyed it. It's uh, been a blessing to share. And with that, I am going to kind of open up the lines for any questions, comments, or compliments.